how have you been how is life and happy new month welcome to fireside musings with dr lua yemisi and friends and this is dr lua yemisi um my sincere apologies for not posting our gist for last week because we had some technical glitches and stuff and um i didn't want to push out something that was not standard we we're just going back and forth trying out new tools so this week we're gonna be having a very serious discussion and um special thanks to our first guest ever eddie 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 thank you for t- taking us through your journey into you know thriving in the workplace and it has really been value for our time i've had a lot of people reach out to me to say that oh that this uh, this is really what they needed to hear in this season and so today we'll be having a serious gist serious gist serious gist and um the title of our gist is the pressure is getting worse uh that's not the correct english actually you know the pressure is getting worse but because of um this slogan that you know gen z uses and um uh, it stemmed out from someone's you know um f- funny meme and you know she said the pressure is getting worse meaning the pressure is pressurizing it's pressuring and so we're going to be talking about handling pressures how i handled pressures and the kind of pressures that i had as a child as a teenager as a secondary school student as a university graduate as a master's as a phd student as a married woman everything <laughs> as a career woman pressure everywhere right it interests you that um last week i was talking to a dear brother and friend of mine and we're talking about the pressure that we had to handle you know when your parent is an academic either a principal a teacher headmistress i don't know children of teachers i know that you guys can relate you are not allowed to to come second you know i never say i'm a teacher hey that pressure was huge especially on myself and my middle younger sister and we could not do less like we we could as little as we were we understood what pressure was the pressure was that on prize giving day you must at least they must call yemc at least 10 times meaning that i'm coming to collect one prize or the other so it pushed us we were child but we were children rather but um our our childhood was taken away from us because we wanted to please everyone we wanted to live up to the standard we wanted to be we wanted to you know be all that for our mom we wanted to you know keep the legacy of excellence and yeah it was good it helped us even as we progress in our academic journey but the fact that the pressure was i remember i was you know relating the experience of how myself and my youngest was we were coming from school and and we were we were crying our result was not by I me mean, i was first or she was first i was second you know and we we're crying why because in my mathematics i had like 75 percent pass mark right good right but my mom would say the remaining 25 percent did you borrow it to queen of england or did your father's house <laughs> did they request for it or your village people i said it was funny it's not funny it was not funny that time but it's funny now i can't even laugh about it like what <laughs> how we were crying our neighbors saw us 
on the street. Ah, what? Dami, hear me? Why are you guys crying? And she was like, don't worry, we'll take you home. Your mom will not beat you. Ah, yeah, yeah, me see kilo shelle. No, yeah, yeah, me see your blessed memory. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, me see what kilo shelle. No, 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 I beat them. You took for eight years. Oh, my darling. We ate hmm, inside the corner of our hearts. We know, hmm. This is Ojuayo. Like Ojuayo means hypocrisy. Like, you know, this thing my mom is doing is not, it's not real. Hmm. We went to bed. I don't know if you guys can relate. In the midnight, my mom, you know, 2 a.m. There's a kind of sleep that you sleep when it's 2 a.m. And, you know, you are already sleeping the sleep. You know how those sleep 10, 11, 12, you are just starting, you are just starting, you are just gaining momentum in the realm of sleep. And then by 2 a.m., you are already entering deep, having dreams and revelations and all those things. <laughs> my mom will now come wake up I like you know you can't you can barely see you're just trying to open your hands you're like sit down hey you two sit down ah. I'm talking about children of less than 10 years old so your results ah you know fiam the sleep will just disappear your results yes mommy so i saw that you had 75 in mass with the three lesson teachers that i paid for do you think it is easy Hey, my God! Do you know what we usually do? We position ourselves to receive the king. Don't, don't bother begging, begging, beg. Who by two a.m. Who is coming to come and rescue you? We just kneel down and straight, like position yourself to receive king. There's no point. Imagine being beaten by two a.m. for coming first, but seventy-five in maths. I don't understand. I don't know. Ah, man. Wow, our upbringing was was like was like a military setting like you can't do rubbish i was still telling my youngest that even in debt we still fear our mom like the fear of my mom was like the beginning of wisdom the pressure was worse for us like very you know but it really i'm going to talk about the advantages and disadvantages of, of pressure i'm going to talk about highlights about pressure i know growing up you know then the pressure moved from academic pressure to when we were teenagers all our friends started having boyfriend ah, people of god because our mom was our teacher and we only we don't really have friends maybe neighbors but our mom was the person that you know she was our lesson teacher she was our mom she was our Sunday school teacher bible teacher prayer warrior everything wrapped in one so my friends were talking about boyfriend ah you don't have boyfriend ah you cannot be our friend ah, ah, what is happening me too i went to go and meet my mom and said mommy What's the meaning of boyfriend? Somebody should insert that Igbo, you know, Igbo film, um, mournful song. Hmm. Hmm. Ah, please don't let me even give you the rest of the of that gist. You know, my mom freaked out. I, you know, boyfriend. But the pressure was real. Everybody, you know, we're having one vice. And you know, right now, a lot of pressure. I see, I still see it around. I see that a lot of people are on that undue pressure to start smoking, you know, cigarettes, marijuana, do drugs. Even in secondary school, even in the university, the pressure is there for you to to even to be in a relationship. Yeah, this one. Ah, I'm coming to marriage. I'm com- I'm taking it step by step. Don't let me jump the gun. I'm talking about my teenage years. I'm talking about the kind of pressure that I dealt with. A lot of people, them, myself and my younger ones. We're on low cuts because my mom could not undo our stubbornness. My hair is still stubborn, even as an adult. Imagine how my hair would have been as a child. And so my mom said, to solve the problem, 
barber every week so we go to have our hair cut every week we're fine every morning you open the shower and you, or you pour water on your head and go to school right how you're not making your hair you look like a boy depression and we started to question ourselves we started to question our identity am i really a girl am i really beautiful i started to build low-key a sense a low self of um a low self-esteem in us i don't know if you can relate with this you start to build a a subtle low self-esteem and then that low self-esteem now made us to be it made us to be especially me it made me to be defensive and then in the process of being defensive you become um, naughty you become snobbish you become insultive so your first line of action is to attack first before you are being attacked that's the very first sign of low self-esteem some people you see some people before you yap them they start to yap themselves it's a sign of low self-esteem so that whatever you when you when somebody has already yapped themselves do you understand what, what are you now yapping up what do you want to say like they're laying out their their shortcomings before you and so when you are trying to even point it out you already, you can't even say it because the owner of the shortcoming has already come out straight you know with the shortcomings and that pressure was much another pressure that i had to deal with was when i was in the university hmm. when i was going to school pressure of coming out with first class uh, if my parents had known better that first class now hmm, it's good to have first class huh? gen z students that are listening to me i know say you should not have first class so hmm. but things are beginning to evolve that many first class graduates are even finding it to get a job and so it's not about the certificate that you have on display it's about what you have in your brain and it's about what you can put on the table it's about what the initiatives that you can come up with it's about thinking outside the box it's about you know deploying solutions to existing challenges and so you are now thinking what is the use i have sometimes when i go through my portfolios i look at i look at um, where i keep my documents i look at a lot of things that i've achieved i'm like what does this equate to i start to ask myself what does this equate to how does it how does it solve a problem have i maximized all of these things that i know all of these things that i carry and the thing is, the thing about a person of excellence is no matter how you tr- how hard you try to hide it it always shows in any way no matter how pressurized you are somebody that is discerning is able to see and know that this person is a different person right so my father said you must have first class first class guess you know guys i i, I started I got into the university at the age of 15, right? So the pressure was so I couldn't live my life even as 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 a university student. I you could tell my movements, my friends that you know we studied together, they can get, they can tell you the gist. I I is either I'm in the hostel, maybe trying to catch a nap or sorting on my laundry, or I'm in the library, or I'm in worship center, or I'm in the cafeteria. You you can't or I'm in one of the classrooms in the in the in in the, um, our faculty trying to catch up on on my readings if the library is full. So you could predict I was very predictable. Highly is first class or nothing. And one of the things that I I wasn't able to successfully do was to build tangible relationships. Most of the relationships that I had from my school were after, you know. They were after we had graduated that we started to reconnect. Thank God for BBM. If not, you know, social capital lost. 
That's it. Social capital in the mud. No form of networking. No time. It was either I was in church, LCF, I'd gone for prayer meeting. I was so... My life wasn't... I don't know. It was a triangle or rectangle or whatever. Or a square. I just had routines. I wanted to make first class. Did I make first class? Well, I didn't. But I tried my best. Did I leave my school with an award? Yes, I did. How does that... The pressure was so much. So much. That I, I was just constantly... I could not sleep. Somebody was just telling me that... He, he can't remember sleeping 8 hours while in school. That it had never happened. It had never happened. And I was saying... Well, if I had slept 8 hours, maybe by mistake. It's either I wake up in midnight to read... Or I'm, I'm just... My brain is... I must make first class. I must not disappoint my parents. I must not disappoint my dad. I must not disappoint my mom. Do you know my first CGPA... In school was 3.95 that was two one called my mom she was alive then mom two po- my results out to 3.9 mom said why didn't you make four points ah hey god like my mom is like it's not my mom like again and i called my dad hmm. my voice was shaking people have got daddy good afternoon sir how are you ah how are you i said i'm fine and then um, Hmm. My voice was still shaking. That's how, uh, and I said, ah, Daddy, my result is ahead. Hey, tell me. Because Babcock could still send your result home. There's no point. No point in lying. I said, My result is out. It's really out. <laughs> I was talking to my friend Victoria that day in front of Pioneer Chapel for people that, you know, attended Babcock. And I was like, Oh, God of Pioneer Chapel. <laughs> Come and help me. So I said that 3.95. My dad and I repeated it. 3.95. You know when your parents repeat you know, your GP, your results. When I said, Daddy, I came told. You say, You came told. You know that kind of thing. And then. <sighs> <sighs> People of God, my dad shocked me. And I said, That's a very good one. Do you know it was as if. It was as if a bag of rice, it's 50 kg, right, was removed from my tiny shoulders. Like I just, I was like, ah. my friend was like, you see, you see, you've been crying, you've been, you see, pressure. And since then, I started to now consciously, you know, improve on my academics. And immediately we finished school. Another pressure was, we went for service, was job. Hey, everybody. Have you gotten a job? Have you gotten a job? So after school, what next? Your your family members will start asking. Especially my family members. You know, I come from a family where to be a professor is like uh, it's like you are just starting. So you finish BSA. Congratulations. Nobody even say congratulations to you. Say okay, with the next go and get the masters from. They don't want to know whether you are thinking innovation, you are thinking technology, you are thinking certification. It does not concern anybody. I I, I remember when I I. I, I spoke to my late uncle, late professor. Okay, I said, ah, Daddy, I'm done with NYS. And I said, Have you gotten your master's degree from? And I was like, I was like, eh, eh, Yeah, I've written you in a lag exam. And I said, Good, 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 good. So after that speech, I was like, Ah, bro, calm down. Wait, relax. And then I got into master's, just flowing, you know, from, you know, flowing with the rhythm of what everybody wanted me to be. And then, merely after my master, hey, merely after my final exam, 
I mean, I drop my pen, bam. That ah, I'm daddy, my father, I've defended my project. <laughs> so you uh, PhD. <sighs> I was young, I was loving the idea, but the pressure was much just to be, to become. Yeah, am I happy that I, I finished my PhD? Yes. Am I happy that I have a doctorate degree? Yeah. Yeah. But will I pressurize my child to have a doctorate degree? No. 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 Some people, when some people reached out to me, I am someone to do PhD. I said, the f- first thing I asked is that, um, um, why do you want to do a PhD? Sometimes it, it sounds like I am trying to be um a critic or i'm trying to be something else or maybe dissuade them just because i have a phd so why do you want to have a phd eh, because i have done masters no that's not a reason to do phd people that have gone through that journey they know that it's not a journey for the week as a matter of fact some people commit suicide some people die yeah on that phd see when you when you finish phd successfully hmm? Eh? and your life and your and your mental health is intact go and do testimony i don't care go and roll on the floor for god and then another set of people i am down to do phd and i say do you want to be in the academy do you have plans to lecture because it's a serious requirement you know to to be in the academy if you don't have page you are joking do you have plans to lecture and they said no don't do it dead the idea drop it don't say, ah, this person is a doctor. This person is a doctor. Me doctor. Hey, my dear. The pressure in PhD. <laughs> we suck. Hey. Oh, my God. It's everywhere in the world, though. Don't say it's a Nigerian problem or it's an African problem. It is everywhere. I've listened to people. Bro- I know some people that they've, this is the second year in their PhD outside Nigeria and they're still in proposal level. What are we talking about? So it's not a Nigerian problem. <laughs> Before, see, let me just chip in here and, and I digress. Before you go on the PhD journey, I'm still going to talk about my PhD journey one of these days when when I'm giving the release to, right? Is that, is is either, is you know, the first thing about PhD is that God must send you. If God not send you PhD, dead it. I'm saying it with my full chest. If God did not send you, dead it. So, if it is not part of your, you know, it requ- the requirement of your purpose and your career goals, please, my f- people, kill the idea. We move. So, the next pressure was pressure of getting married. Ah, my dear, this is the point where I said the pressure was getting worse. Hey, everywhere. I did propose. I said yes. I'm sure. You know, last year, December, I thought there, I think, I thought we're going to have everybody in the whole world was getting married because he said yes he said yes he said yes i said yes wedding 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 everybody and this one has gotten married though that one has gotten married though i remember when all my friends were getting married and i was praying god i want to get married and gave me a scripture in the book of ezekiel he said it is not yet time to build the house i said God, I'm asking for marriage. I'm saying it's not yet time. It's in the scripture. I will look for that scripture and probably share with important people that, you know, with no, with people that reach out to me to, to get the scripture. I say it is, it is not yet time to be there. And I was like, God, how now, how, how now? And it was like, it's not your time. P 
dispute yourself. I remember I said that I want to get married. Something must be wrong with me. Everybody's getting married. Why am I not in a relationship? Why are my relationships not working? I was in a every because everybody was in a relationship. I was in a relationship because everybody wanted me to be in a relationship. And then Sha that's how we went to the mount. I still cannot forget this encounter. Mount told one mountain in Ibadan. We were praying. My dad loves going to the mount. So I followed him. That, ah, Uluwa, you must. My bone of my flesh of my flesh. Thank God. As we were ascending the mount, one of the prophets who can barely speak English now spoke to us in Yoruba language. I said, oh, my daughter, you are praying for marital settlement. I said, yes, yes. How did this guy know? And he was like, um, you, you are, I can see that you are educated, but there's one more step. Then I just had my master's. There's one more step. There's one more qualification in your line of study that you need to achieve before you get married. I was like, I said, I didn't know when I said PhD. He said, yes, that's the one. Go and do it. After that, come back again. Hey! I looked at myself. My dad has been telling me to do PhD. I'll be like, oh, I will do, I will do. That was God telling me, go and go and do PhD. It's not time. And so I'm, I don't know who, who this is for. I know that a lot of you, your friends, you are looking at your age. You're looking at, ah, my friend has gotten married. Everybody's getting married. Everybody's getting married. Everybody's getting married. What about me? I'm I'm buying uh, Ashwabi upon Ashwabi, Ashwabi upon Ashwabi. You know, I'm buying, I'm I'm getting wedding gifts. You know, you know Ashwabi is the uniform that everybody wears to celebrate with either the bride or and the. Uh, or the groom or both you know from both families everybody wears a particular you know design or material you know and sews it in in their own different styles to look unique and to add color to the events right and everybody you're just buying you know those things and you're always you know appearing spending money traveling to celebrate one friend that is close to you or the other and you're saying when um god when god how God now. But I'm just led to say this to you. That your singlehood um, is the time to find you. Your purpose, your calling, who you are, the real you. And um, let me stop there and then tell you how I have um, weathered pressure. You know, um, I remember the biggest pressure of my life was the pressure of getting married. And the pressure was so much, it was making me bitter, it was making me jealous. When I see somebody that is getting married, I'm like, is it because you are getting married? You know, this is me being real and this is me being vulnerable with you. And then and I started, I now started seeing another version of myself that I didn't like. I'm like, is this what pressure is doing to me? Everybody was getting married, everybody, even the ones that were getting married, they were not just getting married, they were, they were giving better. And I'm like, God, ah, ah, these people no pray past me. These guys are not serving you now. I know this one now. This one that will just say plus Jesus minus devil. That's so. How can they not pray and get all the things I've been praying to you for? And then I then and then I just decided I woke up one morning and I said, you know, enough of relationships in another. I'm tired. Ah, is it only me that I will have barrages of exes and everything? And I was like, okay, God, 
next two years of my life no relationship just me loving me being me and so what did i do i started to find out about myself i started to press into god to find out my 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 calling my vision my purpose i started to hear god i started to have a and god now that i've gotten the attention of God. He started to have conversations with me. He started to open my eyes. I started to see visions, see dreams. And it was in that season that God built my, you know. Yeah, I had the prophetic, you know, calling on my life. But that was the season God really cooked me in the room of prayer, in the room of fasting. I fasted not because I wanted something, but because I wanted to find myself. And that was it. Was that it was that year? The two, you know two years that i that i separated myself between 2017 and 2019 i said no 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 i've had enough i've had enough i just wanted to find you lord and that's to tell you that whenever pressure comes you you need to find out who are you whom are you or who are you or whose are you i who are you what did god call you have you found out who you are and whose are you? Are you are you God's child? What is your identity in Christ Jesus? What has God called you to be? Excuse me. What has God called you to be? What is your, the mantle for your life? What is the blueprint for your life? Because it's interesting that God will have other people get married at that time. But it was not time. Or it has not yet been time for you to get married. You needed to, you know... Do some character restructuring. It needed for you to find purpose. It needed for you to be financially, you know, stable, independent. It needed for you to get a job, get a life, love yourself. So your your the the part of A is not the same part with B. Even twins in the womb. So your 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 journey is different from your friend's journey. So you don't begin to make comparison. That's watering down the the hand and the, the call and the mantle of God upon your life. So you can be, you you need to start to you know differentiate between you hmm, and the other person and the next person. And you need to find out what is the journey of my life like. Where am I going in? Lord, show me, show me the end from the beginning. So I know this is where I'm going, and that means that the path and the route that I'm taking will not be the same as the next person. And that was what helped me. I started to learn how to love myself. So I, I took myself out on dates alone. I took myself shopping. After lectures, I used to teach then. I would get into my vehicle, you know, go to a shopping mall, buy something for myself. Look good. Call my, 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 my designers can testify. I will call them make me a dress for the whole year make me a wardrobe for the whole year i from january i received my wardrobe i would have, from september i would have started making orders so that by january i i start to you know unleash my own my wardrobe for the year i started to take care of myself my mental health i started to pay attention to myself i started to enjoy my own company right a lot of people, you know, in fact, don't let me even talk about the pressure of having a child. That one is another discussion. A pressure of having a child. When I, in, in nine months' time, immediately after marriage, my dear, dead the idea. Because when you get married, 
the first year or the first two years of, um, of your marriage is for you to learn each other you know your boy the man that you call your boyfriend or your fiance is different from the man that will become your husband there's going to be a huge difference i begin to see things that you've never seen it marriage is eye-opening so don't let anybody pressurize you into anything know your journey know your path know your purpose know your calling know who you are Know whose you are. Who who do you belong to? God? The devil? Know that. And know peace. The Bible already said, None shall lack their mates. I remember one of our I know if a dear friend of mine listens to this podcast, we served together. One of one of the lecturers where we served, she got married at the age of 40. While we're serving, she she got married that year she gave birth as we're rounding off nyc she gave birth on that one before we could look back, 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 she gave birth so what are we talking about so she got married late but she caught up back, back, back. within three or four years she had three or four children so what are we talking about it may seem late and the pressure seem high pressure from family pressure from friends to either get a good job or to start a business or to be in a relationship or to get married or to even have a child remember who are you what is your journey what is your purpose whose are you what is your identity in god and i i as as you begin to ask yourself these questions i see the pressure disappearing one after the other thank you for listening to my gist i hope that this this discussion was value for your time and i hope that you learned something and you begin to ask yourself those mind-boggling questions love you lots love you lots um till i come your way again at the fireside musings with dr Lua mc and friends um we're going to be having another guest we're talking about the highs and lows of of being dyslexic we're going to talk about purpose but we're talking about adulting you know adulting talking about breakfast you know relationships and breakups you know we're just going to be talking about so many topics very very soon and uh, i'm trusting god to help my guests to you know come through because of their busy schedule so till i come your way love you so much have a wonderful weekend and bye for now